Welcome to More Than a Budget, a podcast presented by Relational Media. Co-founders Jeff Fine Thomas, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and John Mitchell, a certified financial planner, combine the fields of psychology and personal finance to help couples improve their relationships and discover what is more important than money. Welcome back. I'm John. And I'm Jeff. And today we're going to kind of talk about the idea of moving towards hope. Um, Jeff and I have been talking about this idea that, you know, some of the people we run into are really um, trying to lay out their plans to move forward and to succeed, to improve some big area in their life. And other people, um, man, we're just trying to not fail. We're just trying to keep the car from going off the cliff. Sometimes literally. Literally. Yeah. yeah. And um, I don't know who our listener is that we're talking to today. You know, maybe you're the person who, um, you know, you're really saying, hey, you know what, I kind of feel like right now I'm in one of those places where I'm a high performer. I'm at a level eight or a level nine trying to find that extra little 1% or 2% to really kick it into high gear. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you're the other person who says, you know what, I've been reading some self-help books. I've been listening to podcasts like like the one that you guys put on, and I just can't seem didn't move anything. And I'm starting to feel like if I just, if it just doesn't get any worse, maybe I can call that a win. Which is a bad place. It's a bad yeah, place. Right. Um, you know, and, and maybe if you're the high performer, maybe if you're honest, um, maybe not every life, every part of your life right now is clicking on all cylinders. Maybe there's, you know, maybe you're doing great in the gym, but relationally you're struggling or maybe you're a relationship you feel like it's in pretty good shape, but financially you feel like you're teetering on the edge. I think we all have places where we feel strong and quite honestly, places that we feel like we have a lot less agency or hope, right? Sure. So not everything can be perfect all the time, you know? Yeah. So we want to kind of explore the dark place a little bit. And that's that place where you just don't want it to get worse. And I'm going to introduce an analogy today. Actually, we're going to look at two of them that kind of paint the picture. Um, And it deals with the idea of um, object fixation. And this is really pretty important if you are a motorcycle or a bicycle rider. And um, if you've ever watched YouTube and seen somebody ride their motorcycle off the side of a curve for no apparent reason, um, that is a perfect example of object fixation. Or if you've seen a little kid... um, But explain, I don't understand. Yeah, Yeah, explain what it means. Okay, so it means that basically whatever I'm looking at when I'm on a bicycle or a motorcycle is where I'm going to go. It is really difficult to not go where you're looking because, well, lots of reasons, but the funnest reason to talk about is because nobody actually knows how they ride a bicycle. Most people don't understand the physics of how their brain learned to ride. They just kept doing it Kind of like walking. You just kept doing it until your brain figured it out. Yeah, it's not conscious to you. You just figure it out. And right. some, at so one point you're doing what? it. Where I'm looking is where I'm going. And all of a sudden, if I see something that I don't want to hit, I'm in deep trouble because I am going to that thing I don't want to hit. Um, and guess what? That is also a little bit lifelike. Where we look is more often than not where we're headed. Um, Jeff, you want to give the other analogy? Yeah, the other one that we talked about before was this idea of getting fired. 
If Such you, a happy topic. I know. We're, we're a bundle of joy, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's this idea, like, if, you're, if you have a job where you're not liking it, it's not your favorite, you don't want to quit, and so your middle spot between n- not wanting to quit and doing the best possible work you can is, well, I guess I'll just do enough so I don't get fired. And there's a funny phenomenon, I think, that happens for some people when they get into this mindset, which is because they're not doing their best, they're just doing the minimum so they don't get fired. Eventually, that attitude creeps up and they do something or don't do something that gets them fired. It's the same idea as, you know, looking at the guardrail at the edge of the cliff and thinking, I don't want to hit the guardrail. I don't want to hit the guardrail. I don't want to hit the guardrail. And then whack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like you're saying about object, object fixation on a motorcycle or a bicycle. If you look really hard at trying to, you know, not get fired, unfortunately that's the guardrail you hit. You know, and there's another small aspect to all of this, and that is that life has a certain randomness to it. And we know this, you know, I can I can make the best budget anybody has ever seen, but I can't plan for the unplannable. And whether we're talking about being on a motorcycle, going around a corner and hitting a small patch of gravel, or being at a job and, and kind of being on the edge with your employer, and then something happens that's out of your control, the closer you are to wrecking, either analogy, the closer you are to wrecking, um, the more likely that when some random event happens that you fulfill that prophecy. Mm-hmm. So the good news is, is we don't, we're not here to wallow in this. We're here to try to provide some ideas um, on how to navigate this a little bit. And the two areas that we want to specify that we're going to camp in is that of kind of the f- fatalistic financial and kind of fatalistic relationship. Yeah, and they're, they're obviously overlapping. So Jeff, um, I don't know, in your practice, how do you, incur- do you encounter this? Do you experience this on the relationship side? Oh, for sure. You know, it, when, when, when a couple comes to me for counseling, obviously they're in bad shape. I mean, they've tried everything before they call me. You know, in many instances, I'm the last-ditch effort that they uh, make in order to try and save their relationship. So things ha- are dire. Like, they're, it's, you know, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that happens is they, you know, like all of us, all people, when bad things have been happening for a long time, you begin to anticipate them and predict them. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a way for us to protect ourselves from the next bad thing that's coming, right? If I anticipate it, then I, maybe I would have some way to deal with it. But in fact, what happens on occasion with people I work with, it's that they, you know, they imagine that the efforts that each of them have been making are really not durable. They're fragile. And so um, if, if, you know, we talk about doing something different than what they've been doing, they think, well, you know, my partner can't do that. I, I've seen this a thousand times. My my partner can't do that, and um, so I just don't see any hope mm-hmm. in even trying this thing or doing it in a different way. It's useless. 
And of course that's part of this phenomenon of like sabotaging, but you know, you don't even realizing you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing the sabotaging. So it's, it, it's a tough one to mm-hmm. get out of. You have to be able to say, is it possible that you could imagine that your partner could do this differently this one time? Yeah. You know, is it possible that you've seen some changes in your partner where they've made an intentional effort and that they could do that, make an intentional effort in this situation as well and move forward in a way they haven't in the past. I think we all remember times when we were kids where somebody wouldn't let us grow up. Somebody only remembered us as a 16-year-old or an irresponsible 15-year-old. And now we're in our 20s or 30s and we're going, hey, I've changed. Why won't you let me? Sure. And I can imagine that being similar thing. Similar thing is well, no, I, I don't. I'm not going to allow you to, to be different in my mind, even if you're making progress. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be in a situation where your partner predicts your failure. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to, you want to imagine that they would say, you know, keep going, do a good job. We're, we're going to make it together. Right. So this is a this is a you know a financial program too. What does it look like? to be a little fatalistic about the money. I've said over and over again that in finances, there's really only two things, two core things that you can change. You can change what you make and you can change what you spend. And I think when people start getting the feeling that they have no agency over what they make, whether that be from an investment standpoint, whether that be from um, maybe they feel like their education has limited them, maybe they feel like they're in a dead-end job that they can't, they can't envision working somewhere else. In other words, they can't find the circumstances in their head that would create an opportunity for their income to change. Or from the other standpoint is maybe they're in debt. Maybe they've accumulated a, mm. you know, a lot of student loans or a fair amount of credit card debt, and they're looking at all the interest that's compounding, and they just go, this is never going to get paid off. Yeah, you know, I can, I can throw virgins into the fire you know, uh-huh. from here until yeah. the cows come home, but the balance won't change. Yeah. And that is a really rough spot to be in. And so I think in those types of circumstances, um, it, we were, we're back to the motorcycle rider. And that is that when we start looking at something and we start focusing on it as our future, this is the direction I'm going. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive into the guardrail we become unaware because of our fixation. We, became, we become unaware of any opportunities that would give us a different destination. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I have a friend who is a uh, police officer, works for, uh, he's, a, he's a motorcycle police officer, and he trains motorcycle police officers. Yeah, cool job. Yeah, and I was talking to him about this idea the other day, and he was saying, in fact, the process that people go through as they're learning not to look at the thing is they actually start looking at a different thing. So instead of looking at the guardrail, they start changing their perspective. They change their vision away from the thing they don't want to hit to something that's right in front of them that they want to go towards. And he says, this sounds like a huge improvement, but it's not. It's just a a waypoint on Hmm. learning a skill. They just shifted their fixation from one spot to another. Right. And now you can drive off the inside of the curve. Other, you know, weird stuff can happen. Right. But the reality is, is that the proper position 
provision is to have your head up looking significantly further down the road so that you can take in not only your ultimate destination that you're kind of thinking towards, Mm -hmm. but you can take in a lot of the things that are also going on around you that are in constant change. And so if we push that analogy back to relationships or we push that analogy towards um, feeling financial despair, the reality is, is that life is moving and we don't know what's coming next. We also don't know if the thing that's coming next is good or bad. And maybe there's things coming that are both good and bad, and we have a choice on which way we want to turn. But we don't have that choice if we're only fixated on the negative. So I kind of want to wrap up this episode with the idea of some really simple, concrete things um, that you can do um, to start potentially changing the thing that you're looking at. And I think Jeff said something really cool when he was talking about relationships. You were saying that, can we just think of one thing that they've done better? Can we think of one way that the relationship could change? And so what I'm thinking about is small victories. Yes, definitely. If you're imagining that the entire thing is going to be a failure, then, you know, you've, you're, you're already failed. So finding a little spot where you might be able to make an improvement Count your success hasn't changed everything, but count your success mm-hmm. and, and then move to the next success. And share that success. Yeah. So if you've made a success as a couple, maybe you, maybe you um, have found a few things that you could do without to make a dent in the credit card this month. Right. Um, maybe that's something that can be celebrated, that, that there was some shared sacrifice to make some change. These, these small things, these small actions that we take, small decisions, when they go well, they give us a small piece of hope. Mm-hmm. And it's a realistic hope. Yes. And so it's important to find those little pieces of hope. Mm-hmm. Look for them specifically. Because when we are stuck, especially in a relationship that's not working, we often fixate on the thing that's problematic Mm -hmm. and to the exclusion of the things that might bring us hope. Right. And we need that hope. You know, maybe this is a side hustle. Maybe we're talking to a young couple um, who's got a lot of student loan debt and one or both of them figure out that, you know what, one day a week, if we did a little bit of Uber driving or or whatever side hustle you could come up with, um, maybe that small amount of income could start making a dent. It's not going to wreck our lives. It's not going to wreck all of our free time, but but it will make us feel like we're moving and it will start creating a crack where we can see some light. Mm -hmm. Um, And then guess what happens? Our head can kind of lift a little bit and then we can start seeing maybe any other opportunities that are coming up. I think one of the most important things that we can be doing is trying to figure out how to help the other one. Yes. You know, whether that's whether we're planning for a, a, a situation that's financial or whether we're trying to improve our relationship in some other way, I think it's very important to figure out what teamwork is going to look like and start making little steps there so that we're helping the other one. You know, I think of people that I run into in my life that I just think, man, they are so lucky. It just seems like, you know, they always step in good stuff. Yeah. You know, every time they turn around the corner, some new opportunity is opening up for them. And 
that's really hard to watch when you don't feel like you're in that spot. Yeah. But I think you're also saying sometimes that's luck and sometimes that's someone making a bunch of small choices somewhere that they had control over mm-hmm. and, and made those choices and they have fruit, you know, that comes to bear because and, of those choices. And I think some of it is there's, there's two things that I want to really stress here. We've been stressing vision, right? Having the vision to see more potential outcomes than just negative. That's not easy. Yeah. I understand that takes work. That takes a willingness to be open to the idea that things can improve. So that's vision. Number two is patience. Patiently waiting for it, doing what I can do, doing what I can do that makes small little improvements, waiting and looking around for something that could maybe move us even further faster. But I think that's where a lot of times we see somebody who we think, man, they just seem to always dodge the bullet. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that's vision. I think that's a lot of this idea of having your head up, looking for the opportunities. And I think when we always focus on the negative, we miss some of those. Um, And that kind of gets us feeling stuck. Yeah. So look for the hopeful things, make little changes, appreciate your partner. Yeah. Appreciate the moves that you're making together. Um, Celebrate those moves um, because that reinforces the positive energy and it starts moving you in a direction that, that gets you to the exit. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a like, comment, or review. And tell your friends. New episodes drop weekly. Learn more about Jeff and John at relational-media.com. 